Maybe. Yo, Rudy up there look like a psycho killer with the ceiling fan and shit. Yo, what the fuck? Rudy need to turn his mic on. I had it muted. <laughs> My bad. I hit that box of that, yo. You are tuned into the Cooley and the Gang Show on Blockworks Radio. Y'all like what I did just then? Y'all like that? Y'all yeah. see what I did? Look at <laughs> y'all, y'all seem a little impressed by that. Not at all. Got something for you too, maybe. Finally, we got some sound effects. What is that dance move over there? Shannon, I'm gonna need you to get that. <laughs> I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing with her. Welcome to the Cooley and the Gang Show. We are here 529-2020, the year that COVID took over America. Good evening, family. Because that's who we are by now. We What's family. good? What's good? We definitely family. No matter how much I try to get rid of G, he just... Mm-mm-mm. He just say G or did he say everybody? Just G. Just G. No, how about everybody? You know, G been extorting me since uh, middle school. Should lies middle school, it's a damn shame. Uh, we're happy to be here amidst all of the turmoils and tragedies of the week. We are going to try to entertain you as best we can in a positive way. We are going to try to get your brain to matriculating. Did I use that right? Was that right? Your move to North Carolina and learn big words. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna actually be on the camera, or we're gonna look at his ceiling fan. I don't know. We still getting this thing together, and we appreciate everybody bearing with us as we um slow roll our way back in. Um, good hold news. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Let me address that real quick. Oh shit. Oh boy. The sailing fan, the sailing fan thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. I'm trying to throw hints, but I see that 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 uh the person that need the hint ain't getting it. So they look like a psycho killer with the ceiling fan and shit. Yo, what the Thing, right. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Ceiling fans usually go over top of what? The bed. There you go. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. 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 Every Friday, every Friday is like a freaky Friday around this motherfucker. Huh? What was that? <laughs> oh, yeah. You are fine. I saw the effects like get us thrown off the air, and this shit is just to be doing it. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so let's steamroll right into this show. I um, I always like to start off with um, some stories that I, I like to go through and save, like on uh, Facebook and all of that. Um, but then I gotta find them once y'all get on here. But like I said, we're a work in progress. Did everybody have a productive week? Is everybody back to work? Is Baltimore like all the way open? Y'all in phase two, 2.5, what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Will we ever close though, for real? Avenue. Yes. No. Well, they they opened the Shoe City up in um, McLean Shopping Center. So you can actually yeah, go inside? Yeah, yeah. You should have seen the line. I don't even think people were trying to get shit. I think they just wanted to go inside of a store. <laughs> That's Yo, I know the fans, Walmart. People were didn't really need nothing. They just wanted to walk around the store. They need nothing. That was something people been doing. 
You said you hate Walmart? Yeah, because maybe you got to stand in a damn line outside the store for a half hour just to get in. Come on. So when you like get it's the hottest in, club and shit. Like a club. When you get in, it's yeah. a How many times you don't, how many times you, but you have definitely, you can definitely go in Walmart. How many times you never been in Walmart? How many times you didn't do this? You see everybody and your mother in the fucking Walmart. Mm. Like it is like the club. How many times? Well, all the single people. How many numbers you didn't got from the chick at the Walmart? Some of y'all fucking the cash register, the cash register chick. All the cash like, is. like the cash register chick. The I, cash They like the cash. I was saying. I was repeating what he was saying. They like the. <laughs> he, like, he like. They like the cashier register chick. Nope. She don't got much. She don't got much. So whatever you giving her, she gonna take it. I mean, in my dating days, I, I I would shoot my shot. I always, well, the professor said I always go for the wounded deer, but I don't like to call them they wounded call deer. The I like, wounded bird, they call that the wounded bird syndrome. Yeah, you used to say the wounded deer. He said before you. Oh, okay. We, <laughs> <laughs> we call it BS before Shannon. All right, but um, I did shoot for the I did shoot for the females with the daddy issues though. I mean, you were just trying to give them confidence, right? That's it. I just like, I was a helper. That's all I wanted to be. I wanted to help you, baby. Now you know you yeah. want to help somebody in between their legs. Yeah, yeah. help help her help you. Help, deep, help deep, deep, help. deep. Yeah, yeah you got to get help some help. out of it. To, to the window, to the wall. That's yeah. cool. Don't even yeah. say. You want to try and get Use the what with no daddy issues. You trying to get to know that box. Use what you got to get what you need, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mike, actually, get that sound next. Add I know, that. I want it now. Yeah, we got to get it. <laughs> um, y'all see uh, Governor Cuomo um, is actually making it mandatory for masks in New York City? Like when you go into stores and establishments and stuff like that? I thought it was mandatory. Like right. I think he just signed it in. The, he signed it in. He signed it, uh, I saw it this week. Maybe just the other day. What is that? They, they definitely got that shit in effect here. Like, yeah. They won't let you come in or anything if you, yeah. you are not right. Look at that. Yeah, you see how shit changed before you try to go in the store with a mask on. Yo, they is out here selling testers of wine, yo. It ain't no testers. Testers of wine. <laughs> yeah, I seen, I seen a girl on um Instagram talking about that. If you want to, if you want to, uh, do like a taste test or something. Yes, I better know. Wine tasting yesterday. However, I was the only one out of state, so mine just arrived today. So I'm having my tasting by myself. So is that a shot or is it like two ounces of wine? It pours about this much. <clears throat> it's like one syringe. Oh, uh, so enough for you to like swish it around in your mouth, spit it, and then smell it, and then take <laughs> a real sip. <laughs> Right. That sounds vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, ain't, that, ain't that what, um, that's what it is, though, right? Ain't that's what the wine connoisseurs do. Yeah, you gotta smell it. Smell you gotta the let it touch the palate. Let me smell it. Can I smell it? Let me smell it. I'll better <clears throat> smell it. Mm. You gotta smell it and blow a bucket in it, then drink it. <laughs> About to be first. Something wrong with you. <laughs> so, always in the car. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta go to work. Yeah, you gotta uh, work. 
So in the age of COVID 2020, um, now that things are opening back up, it's going to make dating a little easier. Um, side chicks and side niggas are allowed to come back out the house now and uh, move around a little more freely. Uh, I think After so. being in the house with your, your your wife or your girl for two, three months, you think she just letting you out the, unless you just got on her nerves entirely too much? Everybody ready to be a Oh, she don't care if you get out there now with the side chick. No, no. You done got on the nerves. No. So, just think about all of the people that that's, that's got to be real clever nowadays because they side piece. They can't just say, yeah, I'm going over such and such house or, babe, I'm working late. They ain't working late. They gonna go slide into something real quick. Now they yeah. do that because you not at, you not going to work. work <laughs> you work from home, <laughs> so you can't say that. You can't say, "Yo, I'm going to Mike's house." No, you ain't doing that. COVID out here, right? Oh, can't go to the gym. Here. None of that shit. No, you know what everybody doing? Maybe I gotta go to the store, acting like stuff sold out. You can spend about like an hour or two in another store. <laughs> You can definitely right. get that one to a Walmart right now. But what's gonna happen? What's about to happen is it's gonna be even tougher because now you can't take your side chick to eat because they're making it where you can eat outside now. Like so I can't. Can so I'm gonna catch you out there in them streets, Big G, with your little side piece. Right. I, I, I can't be at TGI Fridays parking lot, tucked around in the corner in the back. You know, like it's, everything's gonna be open. So See, you're in trouble. That was the mistake number one. Take her out to eat. Side chick. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to just go to the side piece house, break that off real quick, and then roll out. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smash you seen the boondocks? <clears throat> the boondocks when uh when uh the dude was talking about the cheddar biscuits. That was my was favorite episode. Don't feed her. That's no, how it is. Cheddar biscuits. <laughs> no, bro. Cheddar biscuits. <laughs> That's how that shit work. <laughs> Don't feed That was my favorite episode. <laughs> well, the question I want to propose to you all is get married. What? <laughs> oh no, we did that. Uh deal breakers. <laughs> what are your deal breakers for dating in 2020? And how do you measure that person's success? These were all things brought up by the crew. And I and I found it interesting to combine two things because I'm I am curious, especially about the success thing. But what are what are you know, this is a room mostly aside from, it was just uh, three out of five of us are single. So I assume, May May, you see, never mind. You gonna tell me? What, what you wanna know? You dating? I am dating. Somebody steady? What is steady? Are y'all sleeping together? Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting on Rudy. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I was waiting. Oh gosh. I'm great. You're great? Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, keep going with the question, Michael. This is about to get real ugly. <laughs> so, so let's, let, let's since, since we started in your arena, let's, stay, let's stick with you for a second until you pass that ball. Um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> the person, so, so it, it had to be somebody steady. Is it somebody steady or is it? What in the world did I get on a hot seat for? Why is that? Ladies first. What? Is the person successful? The person is great. I don't mean stroke. I mean, I mean like successful, like as a like successful, like 
why do it have to be specific to whatever I'm in right now? Let's just talk in general. Is it important for a person to be successful? How do we measure it? Don't play me. Come on now. Okay. Fine. Let's get back. So how do you measure success, May May? Um, you can measure, you talking about as far as completion or if, if you're dating, like how does that work? Cause I mean. Yeah, and more so on a, a date, on a dating level. Like if you meet, like what are your deal breakers? And it, does that, of course that person has to be working. But so, I, so I could be petty on, on, on deal breakers, but I'm not gonna do that right now. But um, so be petty, be petty. I wanna hear the petty side. Need you to get the light bulbs off the goddamn yes, I'm, I'm gonna need you to get it together, <laughs> Professor. Like you use all over the goddamn place today. Like I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving and moving and shaking today. Put that phone in one place and put your screenshot up. up phone. I'm gonna turn my goddamn camera off. Congratulations. <laughs> Not the shots fired. Oh boy, I hate it. Oh yeah, may finish your statement. First. All right, I'll do petty. I want to hear that shit. <laughs> See, that's a deal breaker for me. Niggas like that. Like what? Be specific. They got the light bulbs on the camera. You want the lights off? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, oh, I love yeah. the lights off. So I can go to bed. Good night. Uh, y'all y'all skipped all around the question. Yeah, I don't forgot what the question was. Shit. I don't know what the question is anymore. So what are deal breakers in 2020? And so let's let's focus on what are Bums. what are your deal breakers? Bums. <laughs> what about you? I saw this. I saw somebody keeps putting up a post, and it was probably G, one of his memes. Cool. How many kids can somebody have? I think it's different for men and women. All right. Well, how many for you, G? How many kids when you when you go over that house for the first time? How many kids are allowed to run in that living room when you're trying to get your movie on your Netflix? I'm, I'm, I think I'm a little different. I like my women older. So if, if she got a forty, if she got a forty year old son, wait a minute, what happened? Forty. It's a it's a around the house. Hit my phone, had he made. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little different. Um, I, and I always joke about it. Women with women with a lot of kids probably got the best for JJ. So. I mean, the more kids, the better, I guess. Kind of, sort of, almost. But can't you also say that the more kids, the more... Uh, like I'm not going to get to hit it? Loose or uh, yeah. vaginally disformed or... Uh, Snap that pussy back. You know what I'm saying? What's that? Really good water. <laughs> hit my phone, Hattie May. So as long as the kids are older, the number doesn't matter to you. Yeah, it don't really matter. I don't think it really matters. Like you can't go to somebody's house and she just had like quintuplets and shit. Like, and they they what like if some. Had a baby like three months ago. How long? How long ago? Three months ago. Oh no, he got it. No. Godless. No, her fa his father's still around. <laughs> what if something <laughs> happened during the pregnancy and daddy not here no more? You know, daddy gone. He and he up in the sky. Oh, then like, yeah, I can't. Like, I, I got more. I got more stands. I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna hit short. You ain't gonna break shorty off after three months. Now he gotta be like six months, and then I might. It might be something different. What's the difference? Three months too. Three months too early. She's still like, yeah, that healing down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he too early. Get out the frame. All right, well, nah, we, I didn't. We, we gonna give Mayberry some time, Mac. When you were out in the world, 
what, what would be your number for children? I mean, it would depend on what mindset I'm in. If it's just something I'm trying to get into, it doesn't matter. But if you're looking for like a relationship, I would say two. That's a good number. What about you, May May? I'm good. I'm I'm good at three. I think it's more so not necessarily to count. I think it's more so on the parenting styles. I think that's really important when you're trying to blend families to have an understanding of your partner and their parenting style, because that's where it can really be challenging. It's not necessarily how many kids. It's like, do you got badass kids? Do your kids respect you enough that you're the adult and you are the captain of the ship? You know, not necessarily like, hey, I'm Rick Ross, I'm the boss, but hey, this is the situation, I'm the parent in it. So it's really more so the kids, the parenting and how y'all gel together. Like, cause it has to be fun. Like you still have to find that balance when you're coming into a situation like that. So to me, if I'm not even interested in being with the person, then I'm not going to even invest in getting to know nothing about their kid. I think, and that, I think it's weird when I hear guys say, I don't want a woman with kids and they got five of their own. Amen. You know, like, what the, the fuck, how you going to want a woman with no kids and you got five? And you well, got I can five think of baby though. mamas. If I got, well, not the baby mothers, but if I got five kids and she got five kids, then I don't think that's going to work. That's too many kids. Yeah, that's the Brady and, type shit. and during the COVID, two of them got to sleep outside because we only had 10 people in the house. Oh, <laughs> I'm on the deck. <laughs> Before it be 2020, I don't think kids are a deal breaker. I think like everybody has kids or at least one kid, you know? It's very rare that you find somebody. And here's the thing. You can say you want one kid, but that person you get with have one bad ass kid. That is equivalent to five regular normal, normal kids. Well, that, that's uh, another thing about as far as kids go. If if I got one and she got one and we're together and I want to have another one and she tell me, no, we can't have another kid or she don't want to have any more kids or she can't have any more kids. That could be a deal breaker because at the end of the day, I still might want one. And she can't give me what I want, so I can't really, you know, I can't really take it too seriously. So what's your number? It's about how many um, them baby mamas and the drama on that side. As long as you're taking care of your kids, but you got that baby mama that's still clinging and she an issue, and then that that might be a problem. It's going to be a problem in many ways. Why you gotta grab my shirt when you do? You don't have a baby mama, so chill out. You don't know what I got. Yo got scared. He about to get a beating tonight, yo. He had to clear that shit up. You saw it. That's why she told you on that nigga's shirt. Hush. Well, my I don't coming up. I ain't even having number. I just we know. Man, I didn't have you the daddy issues. You ain't care. If you ask my family, they was worried about me for some years. Yeah, yeah, they still worried about me now. But. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have a number, but and I don't know. I just wounded this. I don't know. He actually like women with kids. I did. I'm from a big family, so it was kind of a mood setter. I would say for me. I don't know. So right now, and in the, in the at the point of your life you are now, would you want another one? Another what? Kid. Another kid? Nah, because I already see what we produce. And, uh-uh. <laughs> rolling them dice, <laughs> especially that little one. I told you, hey, hey, hey. that little, okay. that little one. She been, she been problems since since the day she was born. I'll never forget that iPad with the lotion on there. She gonna talk about she didn't break. 
It was full of lotion. She had lotion all on her hands and shit. She did it. Leave my bitch alone. <laughs> oh, uh, uh-uh, no, I, I see what we produce, and uh. So our only kids, the only nope. deal breakers, deal breakers besides kids, bums. <laughs> Define what is a bum in twenty twenty. What is a bum? Because oh. I, I, I bet if I if I was to ask ten Everybody different women what a bum was, I would get ten different answers. Yeah, I'm all in the bucket, and that's all the bum. I know what mine is, bums, <laughs> and I'm leaving it there. Put it all, put them all in the bucket. You can't just say bums and leave it like that. Like, what is a bum in 2020? Like, maybe we should ask the room. So, all right, let's go to the room because I, I see that they have already. I, uh, I'm gonna tell you a bum female for me in 2020. Mm-hmm. I would say living off the state, not working. But there's a lot of people that's doing running the street, that, right? With COVID. No, I'm not saying. I'm talking about I'm outside of COVID. I'm talking about regular life. If that's like that, how you that live your life and you're in the club every weekend, you're a bum. All right, let's let me female in the room. So Walter, <laughs> who has our top fan tag, let's give it up for Walter. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Walter. Yeah, Walter. Uh, Walter says two kids is his number. Um, Jared says one and a possible. What the fuck is the possible? Potential cookie. Jared says one still be in the oven, huh? Yeah. Uh, Duke says stay away from that. I'm sorry I was so late to know uh, that was re- reference to. Um, Duke also says those extra three months are key. My man, that's my guy. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Duke says one badass kid is equal is pretty much equal to three regular kids. Walter says facts on that, and then uh, Ray, shout out to Ray. Ray has his own. Um, Ray just started up his uh, his show. I have to figure out what night it is, but we're gonna have you on Ray. We're gonna talk so you can tell everybody. He does like games, like um. Trivia games and stuff on his like it's dope. Um, I'm gonna have to highlight Ray. Ray's a good guy. Um, Ray said you definitely got to discuss whether y'all want more children in the future or not before getting serious. That definitely has to be a big part of the conversation. So uh, back to bums in 2020. Can a female be a bum, or is it another word for her? Is it another? Do we? Is it? She's a bum. There's a lot of names for. Her. No, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? It's a lot of names for who? Where is the bum, professor? Bum females. How did he just get not, not to show up? That was he's, he's here, but he's here. He's, I know what he's doing. Yeah, okay. His okay. microphone on. He just okay. turned the camera off. Oh, he turned the camera off. Yeah, he's, um. I'll tell y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, real fast though, real fast though. Shout out to my man Duke Levert. Um, he has a he has a podcast as well, uh, Chilling with Juice. Um, definitely shoot over there and check check my man out. He's very funny. Um, Chilling with Juice. Just check it out. Google it. Facebook it. He on all the platforms, Spotify and shit like that. So shout out to my man Duke Levert and uh, Chilling with Juice and shit. And we are a. One thing I can say about us is we share anybody. If you're doing the same thing we're doing, it don't matter. It's no like it's no competition. There's nothing. It's all love. It's so much. It's so much money to be made, and so many people to reach out here for everything. And all that extra. So chilling with Juice, I that de- we definitely do follow from the Cooling the Game page. I got it from G actually. 
and um, I follow for all my regular pages. So anything you post, we will share. And we just actually do the same. We just share the love. Um, my neighbor, Miss Nikki, she says, a bum is a man that doesn't work, lives with his mom, don't take care of his kids, and lives off his lady and has no goals. All right, Miss Nikki. I, I disagree with Miss Nikki. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to totally disagree. Because if I live if I live with my mother, I don't need your ass in the first place. Because <laughs> okay. my mother cooks, my mother cooks. She cleans. She does the laundry. And she get buy me socks. She give me a couple of dollars to go buy her cigarettes and shit. And then I get to keep the change. So I got a couple of dollars. Um, you a bum? Nah, I'm making it. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm hustling. I'm hustling, baby. <laughs> But you know what's crazy though? The crazy part is there's a whole lot of women that do that now. It's and women that do it now. Don't nobody say nothing about that though. But see, I had a conversation with somebody recently about this type of type of uh, thought process. Yo, and we might, you know what? I think we did talk about this like towards the beginning when we did the show. Um, yo, one thing that that the older generation realized that this generation seems to forget is that if you can take the fact of having to have large bills over your head out of the equation, the chances of you being successful are a lot greater. So years ago, people grew up and died in the same house that they were born in. Like my grandfather never left his house. His mother left him that house and he did things to it to build it up to be his home, his wife. They all lived in there. Now granted, this is not the, the 50s or the 40s or the 30s. But at the same time, it really was all about money. It was about saving money. Truth be told, people jump out there and get apartments and get houses and never could afford them. That's why they credit fucked up. Mm -hmm. So you mean to tell me that it makes more sense for a guy to go out there that's, that's, that's barely getting by. By the way, barely getting by is $40,000. Because if you make $40,000 a year, if you want to live halfway decent, you're going to spend more than more than a third of your check in anything that you do. If you get an apartment, what's that, like $1,200? And I'm being nice about that. If you got a car, what's your, what's your, what you paying? $300, I'm gonna be nice about that too. Shit, if you make making $40,000 a year and if you got a responsible and you got health insurance, that money is gone. There's no way you can do anything else. So to have any quality of life, you better off living somewhere where you got some help. So- My mother, yeah. Not your mother. Yeah, but so, I'm saying with that so, too, though, it's no reason that a dude should be 35 and been living with his mother his whole life and not making steps towards bettering himself. You know what I mean? He could be stacking that money that he could so have been steps. spending on the apartment, you know, and then to really build his Absolutely. money and credit. But you got some motherfuckers that just, that's what they're going to do. Absolutely, they I agree. They ain't going nowhere. But you also, you got people that pretty right. much say, if I don't have to leave, why should I when I could just stack my money? Because their next level of moving is not to be independent and on their own. It's to be in a committed relationship, married and, you know, type of thing. Like I leave from the house, I'm going, I'm getting married or I'm moving in with my chick type of thing. You have people that actually think like that too. That that's their next step. But they ain't find that yet. Oh. But I ain't gonna talk to you. You thirty something. You thirty five. I don't think there is. I don't think there really is a. I don't think there really is a right or wrong answer. I think it just really depends on who the other person is. And the, and the situation. As a as a as a. 
Yeah, in the situation, as a guy, I can honestly say, what I deal with a female that lives with her mother, yeah, but guess what? I'm not gonna deal with no female who, now this is gonna sound crazy, but I'm not gonna deal with no female who don't drive. That I'm not gonna do. <laughs> you can live with your mother. You want her to, to make sure she can drive to your house and she yeah. drive home. Yeah. If you to her drive, mother. To her mother. I don't care where she go at. I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. But no, in all, in all seriousness, man, you know, there's a lot of people out here that want, I, that really want better for themselves. They just don't have the financial capabilities to do better. I know a lady right now that um, that works works with me actually, and um, she's getting ready to retire right now, as we speak. She's running, she's running a fucking room, and she's been doing that all of her most of her adult life. But you know why? Because student loans are killing her. She can't get a better job because her credit is messed up because student loans have destroyed her credit. So you ask the question of, well, what kind of quality of life is that? What kind of quality of life is that where a person is paying all that they're making in bills? They're trying, they're trying hard, they're applying for jobs, but you know jobs now look at your credit. Good jobs look at your credit. So what, do, what, is, what is the answer to that? Is she really a bum? No, she's not a bum, man. She just got caught up in a bad situation, made bad decisions early on, that's affecting her now. So. I, you know, like I said, it just depends on the circumstance and it depends on the person. I think that a lot of times we try to put, but you got to be open for a conversation with the person. So you got to be open for a conversation. And a lot of people aren't open for conversation because it's uncomfortable. Where it's like, hey, you got to ask the right questions because the only way you're going to know the situation is by asking the right questions. Because if yeah. she just come out and tell you, hey, you know, I live with my mother, but you don't have follow-up questions. Like, well, what's the situation? Maybe the mother just had surgery or maybe the mother just moved up upstate. You know, if the mother just moved up here and had nowhere to go and you're trying to secure a place for her for right, you know, but right now they, they're there. It's like, have those conversations. But, yeah, I just want to know if her mother live up, if she sleep upstairs or downstairs because <laughs> I come through the front door. Well, it's true. Like, right, so, people sleeping together. I don't want to. Well, I don't want to wake. So I don't wake, ask, make, wake a mother up when I leave out the house. Well, let me I ask think, you this: so is it is it just the fact? I mean, that might be downstairs cooking breakfast. Both is it the whole fact that he lived with his mother in the same household, or is it that he's not? He hasn't moved out of his mother house. So what if the, it was flipped? What if his mother fell on hard times and she moved in with him? Would right. that is you know? I mean, would that make a difference as far as like how you would deal with him as a female? No, I mean, I would look at it, again, that's about having that conversation. You know, if it's somebody you just jumping off, it shouldn't matter to you about that. Because you just breaking somebody off. It's a smash and dash situation, so all of the all of the logistics doesn't matter. But if it's somebody that you're pursuing and y'all are, you know, about to partake in the next step in your relationship, then you're going to have those conversations. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean... So to you, maybe. I would want a man that that can, has that amount of respect for his mom that he wouldn't do that to his mother because I would want you to have that same amount of love and respect for me if I fall on hard times. It's a partnership that you got my back too. So I wouldn't look at it like that. Now, if you're sitting over here saying, you know, mommy going to live with us permanently, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, something, that's something that's totally different because right. you know, I might want to do some strange things for some change and I can't do that in there. Mommy right there in the next room. And that was my next oh, question. Is he, go, Rudy. 
<laughs> if he stated that Not- <laughs> this is the situation, mom is going to be here until she dies. All right, let me get some comments in the room. I ain't gonna before, we, uh, before we go to the I'm next. I'm too private. Topic. I don't want that. I, I can't do that. We do that. My mother lives with us. Show enough. Tip your head mm-hmm. to my head. My mother too. Well, my, I can't say nothing about <laughs> Shannon mother living there. All right, we waiting for Mike and his slow self. Yeah, they've been commenting. Uh, let's go. Let's start with Duke. <laughs> you know which one I'm looking for. Oh, he, oh, he said when y'all was asking, "Can a female be a bum?" He was like, "And yeah, we said, what you call bum ass?" Yeah, I, I was thinking that, but I was going to yep. say. <laughs> uh, Miss Nikki says, uh, "Oh, we, we did read that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there it is. All right, so Afton says females can most definitely be bums. Agreed. I think we all tip our hat to that one. Um, Duke said, my guy, Big G. Um, y'all don't know, um, we still working on things. G is usually very active in the Facebook live room. Uh, we gonna get him back. He driving. Back straight. Oh, shit. You broke it. I did. Oh, my God. Um, NJ Rich says, bum females are women without ambition, not willing to work or work with me and doesn't take care of responsibilities. Another one of our top fans. Um, Miss Nikki says women as well. Uh, Duke says, preach my good brother. He was probably talking to me. No, he's talking to the professor, but keep going. Uh, Miss Nikki also says, if you are working towards your goal to save, then I see you staying with your mom. I can see that. I've run into that many times. You're not working or, you know, you, you home all day playing video games and nah, that ain't going to work. I work at night. (laughs) No, I said, (laughs) you ain't working. And you just home with all moms, and that's something different. That's a completely different situation. Afton says, niggas ain't looking for love. They looking for help. But see, here's the thing, and, and that's and that's a great comment because that's exactly what a woman would think right off the rip. There isn't going to be a conversation because automatically she's going to think that that's the case, that he's looking for a come up. He's looking for an opportunity, when in reality, that's not the case. The case is he just is in a position where he cannot financially afford to live on his own. Now, now I'll give you an example. I use myself as an example. Those of you who know me know I really didn't move out until, what, five years ago or something like that? I mean, realistically move out five years ago. Do you really think I wanted to stay at my mother's house all that time? Hell no. So the reality of it is I knew that being an adult and couldn't financially support myself and the lifestyle that I wanted for myself that I couldn't afford to do that. So I didn't want to make a, a rash decision. So I waited. I waited until my income was to a point where I could financially support myself and, you know, uh, get a place. And another thing, just in my opinion, in the early stages, I thought that, that paying rent was a horrible idea. That was that was my opinion in the beginning. I've, I've since changed that. But in the beginning, I thought that paying rent was a horrible idea. So I said I never wanted to pay rent because I thought it was like, like leasing a car. You're going to pay for something you'll never own, hanging up pictures and all kind of painting rum and shit. I just thought it was crazy. So I said, no, I'm gonna buy a house whenever I move. And that's what I did. But going forward, I would I would never do that again, just for the record. Damn. But uh it's just it's just that, you know, yeah, in a in a in a in an ideal circumstance, in an ideal world, yeah, having a conversation would be the the ultimate thing to do. But realistically, we're gonna pass judgment before mm-hmm. we even get to that point. 
before you even get to the point of talking about it, you're already gonna say to yourself, this motherfucker, is, something's wrong. Like, why don't they, why do they still live with their mother? Because we're conditioned to believe that. I'm gonna say he's a bum. Yeah, we, yeah, we're conditioned to believe that that's the case. And that really is not the case all the time. I know some, I know some good brothers that's, that's adults that really want to stay on their own, but they just, they just fell on hard times. They in bad positions. You never know what a person's circumstances really might be. Hey, Mayberg, can I come stay there? let's let's hit the um before we move because we got to agree to move on to our next topic um i want to at least uh let the room get their comments out one more time before we go to the next topic okay i got that from afton so Miss Nikki says, true, living just to pay bills really depends on the circumstances. True. NJ Rich says, ambition isn't determined by how much you have. It's about working towards a personal goal. Miss Nikki, she's going to be a top fan before the end of the night. That's what I'm talking about. Miss Nikki says, sit down, break bread, and be open with everything. Then I will make the choice whether I want to stay. Jerry says, ain't shit wrong with staying with moms. <laughs> <laughs> he said, as long as you do your part. If your mother is controlling, different story. And that is so. so but if mommy's waking no, up and making bigger than eggs for everybody in the house, everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. Said, uh, said she making bigger eggs? I said, if mommy wake up and make bacon and eggs and some pancakes for everybody, everybody be cool. Well, we yeah. have a guest, we have we do have a guest hanging on. I always told you all the cooling the gang show, we always want to um I hate sounding cliche when I say shit, but empower or, you know, bring something to all of our listeners, fans, friends, loved ones. So um, a friend to the show and a good brother we know, Ike Carter, he's in the finance world and he's going to start doing a segment for us every Friday at 7 p.m. Um, he's going to do a finance segment. So I am going to go ahead and um, let Ike in now at 7. He'll hit his finance. But Ike is a... I, I want to uh, just catch him off guard and see what he has to say about uh, what we were talking about real quick. And then um, we'll roll into the next topic. And then also we'll go into uh, let him do his finance thing. Yeah, I said thing. Thang. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a lovely oh, I, I don't like that. That just sounds like some jail shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 what up? What's up? Yeah, what's up, y'all? Ain't too much, man. Ain't too much. So we we gonna put you on the spot. You just jumped in. So we were just talking about. Oh shit! Is this clean language? Uh, we have a parental advisory tag. So if the children are here, we've already warned them. All right, cool. I appreciate that. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, the question that we started to show off with before we get into the the real deal for the show is um, deal breakers for dating in 2020 and how do you measure someone's success? So we've been throwing the word bum around a lot, male and female. Uh, okay. Living with mama and what you should be doing if you're living with mama and what you should be working towards and, you know, different things like that. So what are some of your deal breakers in 2020 as far as, you know, in the dating scene? Not support. Not support. And what I mean by support, I ain't talking about I'm trying to move into your crib or you pay my car payment or nothing like this. I'm talking about this support like I got behind me. 
like hold my flashcard for me, you know what I mean? Check on me throughout the day, see how I'm doing. Um, you know, even though that's something you regularly think happens, it don't, you know what I mean? Because, you know, and it's big for me because as a black dude, and I think everybody can attest to this, when you're in certain fields, you under constant attack and you got, you under a lot more stress. And I just don't never feel like I got that support. And, and I always got to, because I'm the type of person, I'll tell you once or twice what I need. Once or twice. I'm not repeating myself. So if I say, hey, hey, I need support, you know, you know what I mean? Here, hey, hold a flashcard for me. Hey, quiz me or pick a number between one and 100 for my study, for my, for my practice question. And if you ain't trying to help me out with that, then you got to go. So that's probably a big one. Um, and then attention seeker, like unwanted attention seeker. Mm. Like, like I understand we on social media and I, have, I post a lot, everybody posts a lot. But if every post got to have your, your ass and your titties in it and everything and, and something got to be seen, then what you expect what what you think I'm going to think going going on behind them DMs sometimes because you're asking for that attention in some cases, but that's just a couple of them. I got I, I feel bad because I got a list, but <laughs> <laughs> I got a list, dog. Look, like it's that's, like my standards. Look, it's nothing wrong with having standards. Yeah, it's 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 like this. It's like I was telling somebody, my my baby, my youngest niece, uh, Kennedy. I brought somebody around her at this cookout just last year. And my niece just mugged her up and down and walked away. I was like, oh, that's not going to work for you. Because my baby girl don't like you. <laughs> then, and you know, everybody, everybody, I know, I think everybody, mostly everybody who ain't got kids, got nieces and nephews, know, you know, if the kids don't like that person, that's going to be a hard time for you to deal with them for real. So, yeah. Hey. See, see how you, you just jumped in? I'm going to let you know now. We're not going to tell you what's happening. As soon as you come in the room at 7 p.m., we're just going to ask you our question first and then let you do your <laughs> that. So, I'm ready for it, dog. I'm here for it. No scripting. So before we let you get into um, the finance segment, and I do want to thank you again because I, I can honestly say you are just like everybody else in this room. Whenever I call and ask for something, like it ain't even really a lot of back and forth. It's just like, all right, when you want me to do it, what you need, like, and you know if it was, I ain't really got nothing to offer, but if there's anything you ever need, bro, <laughs> let me know, you know, I, I got you, you know? No, I just, you know, it's cool. I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody on here, you know what I mean? I treat everybody like family and everybody, as long as you don't bullshit me, we cool. That's how I look at everybody in life. All right, so give the people a rundown on, on your, your background and like, you know, a little bit of what you want to touch on today. Damn. I feel like I was in an interview from from earlier today. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, so um, I'm a licensed rep. Uh, so Series 7, Series 66, life and health, variable annuity. So when it comes to anything that comes with being able to legally talk about it through the, the good old SEC, basically our police, I can talk about it besides like commodities and stuff like that. Um, right now, I'm studying for my CFP. Uh, and my CHFC. So the CHFC is the Chartered Financial Consultant, which is all this you see in the back, which is just basically my little notes that I take just to my daily reminders to get off my ass and study. Um, and then um, studying it for the CFP, which is the Certified Financial Planner. That's literally like the somebody having a PhD um, in finance to that extent and, 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 and 
You know, I've taken that three times. This is one thing I ain't never ashamed of. I've taken that three times, failed it three times, but get ready to take it again in November. So um, that's going. That's pretty much my two missions. So background-wise, I started at T. Rowe Price, was there for like a year, got my licenses. Uh, then I went to MetLife for three years as a financial advisor, uh, which was trying to help our people um, focus on budgeting, saving, and life insurance. But, it, you know, that was fun. I'll never do that again because <laughs> our people don't listen, but I love <laughs> us. Uh, but um, from there, that's when I went up to... Um, went up to Philly to work for Vanguard, which Vanguard is like the, one of the biggest mutual fund companies and retirement plan companies in the world. Um, and then I went to work for where I am right now, ICMARC, and I'm a, a what we call a retire, internal retirement plan specialist where I literally um, service the entire West Coast from Colorado on West, but a lot of the small plans. So give you an example, like, you know how we got Baltimore, but then you got uh, Catonsville, right? I service all of the Kirk Catonsville plans that's from the West Coast on. So you talk about 500 plans and about 10,000 employees that if they got a question, they can call me. Now, I pray they all don't call me at once, but it's good and bad, but that's that's pretty much my background. So please don't ever think that the Cooley and the Gang show is just going out here and bringing in a homeboy that sold three cars <laughs> that they got from the auction. No, that is not what we <laughs> We know peoples. So I know I had asked you something um, when we first spoke about, um, but so what do you have for the people today? Uh, kind of one of my things, and I just had this conversation because it was with my own pops and some friends of mine um, that always are talking about they, they don't know where their money goes. And I'm like, yeah, you know where it goes. You just don't want to write it down and see where it goes. And what I mean by that is budgeting. So just making sure you see where your resources are going at and everything. And a lot of people don't want to do that because a lot of us don't realize we got some jacked up ass habits. And what I mean by that, that Starbucks run, you know what I mean? I'll, and I'm, I'm talking to myself too, the Chipotle run, you know, Rudy, I'll, you know, the, 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 the nutrition and all that, you know, spending your money on that and everything. The uh, Sephora habit, you know, things like that. <laughs> yeah, I see that. You know, those <laughs> habits, the Amazon habits. And I think um, or Amazon. <laughs> yeah, the, those Amazon habits. Um, and I think that's like like the premise of one of the things that I talk to people about. Because one thing I see on social media so much right now is everybody talk about like, oh, what stock is hot? What do I need to get into? Or I need to have this. And one of the things I always ask them, I always ask them like, all right, well, if you lose everything, can you survive for a month? And what I, what they mean by that is, what you mean? Can you survive for a month? Can you pay your rent? Do everything that you want to do your car payment, everything. Can you handle all that for like a month? And if you say no, nine times out of, well, 9.999 times out of 10, I'm gonna tell you, you don't need to be investing in stock, period. Like, period. I don't care what none of these Facebook experts say, none of these respectfully Forex people telling people, none of that, right? My view, and just how we look when we study it, because uh, under the certified financial planner practitioner, one of the things we stress is, yo, you need to have at least three to six months worth of money saved up to, before you even think about investing. And a lot of people say, oh, I don't have that, which leads me back to the budgeting topic. Like, if you can find out where your money is going, I can guarantee, like everybody, if everybody did this tonight, I can guarantee you you'll find $200 that you just blow. Easy. Like, an easy 200 that you just blow. 
And, you know, it's pretty, and budget it isn't hard. All it is is literally taking, we all got smartphones. You take your phone, go go down the list, your big boards, which, which are your fixed expenses, your, your mortgage, rent, car payment, car insurance, because obviously you don't pay none of them. You're out your house, out your car, or the repo boys come to get you, whatever way you want to look at it. And then you just look at your variable expenses of how you look at it for, like I said, the Starbucks, the Sephora, Nordstrom's, all them little places that everybody want to randomly go. And you'll see where each every dollar go. And then you can turn around and look and say, oh, well, I see I spend $100 every weekend going out to eat or getting these crab boils or whatever. Then I need to cut one of them out every, every weekend. And there you go, $100. So that's kind of like one of the biggest things that I kind of stress to people like, yo, that's work on our budget. That's work on saving some money. Because if you if this pandemic ain't te- teach nobody anything, was that you got to stay ready. And that BS excuse of, oh, well, I didn't know. It's true, but it's, it's you got to do it because you don't know. It ain't nothing ain't guaranteed, dog. They they going to let you go regardless. And even and even worse, if you're, on, if you're an entrepreneur, I always tell people you need to have a year's worth of savings saved up before you know, for your business, because you're going to, you know, if, and y'all run businesses, you know, that first five years or a couple years, you're going to always, you're going to be in the red unless you had some money saved up on the side, but you're going to be in the red before you see that black and that four for five years. And ironically, the fifth year is that year when you usually can say, uh, I need to hang this up or I'm good. So yeah. I got a quick question. So no one coming up, especially like Baltimore, but just in urban community period, we're not really taught financial security, stability. We're taught math. We go to school, we learn one plus one equals two. Somebody puts money in front of us and says, count it. But nobody says save. Nobody says invest. Um, And investments, like you were saying, it doesn't necessarily mean stocks. You know, it could be bonds. It could, you know, trading. It could be a whole bunch of different things. You could invest in your future, your retirement you know, the 529 to help put, you know, put money away for your kids to go to college. We're not taught that. So, and I mean, it's no knock to my parents. They weren't taught that by their parents. They weren't taught all of that. They were just taught math. So they mm-hmm. pass that amount of knowledge on to me. It's like, you have to go out and research. You have to go out and read and educate yourself. You can't let your, your parents' storyline become your storyline. Right. You have the ability to go out and educate yourself, but what do you say to people that you know that come up in our time who didn't have financial literacy to that capacity? It's, it's tough, but it's true. Self-education. You know what I mean? It's, it's up to us because it's like I had a conversation with some members from the, bar, from the, from the school board. Uh, and thankfully, they gave me the platform to talk to them just from my old references with 300. And one of the things I said was like, yo, y'all got classes like pre-calculus. Why do you have a pre-calculus class? And I ain't, I'm, I'm 40 years old. I ain't used not a nail one thing of calculus in my goddamn life for whatever I've done. Now, you might use it if you're putting a fence or something together doing a calculation, but I doubt that. But why is it that you can't teach basic money principles? And the response I got was, it's too complicated, which that's was a crap of shit. That's complicated, but... Right. I remember when I remember when I was first showed algebra and I right. freaked out in, in class. I was just like, I thought math was numbers. Like I the first time I saw algebra, I freaked out. Like, what's with the letters? How do you add that? How do you this? 
So if you can educate somebody and teach them what that is and to find the actual value, why can't we teach our, why isn't it a course to educate kids coming up on financial literacy and having an understanding of what it means to save, not just, hey, taking money and going and putting it in a bank. Right. And, and, and you know, the other thing that, that I think that happens with us and, you know, it's just our culture too, is that a lot of times we so, we're so caught up in keeping up with the damn Joneses. And a lot of times, we, you know, we want to do the show and flashy and do all that and everything, which is fine because we've been, ironically, to our ancestors, they, they, were, they were dripping the ice in the cold, but that's because they, they owned everything. You see what I'm saying? But I just think it's, it's, it's one of the things where, like, you know, the educating that, hey, it's cool to live below your means, to not try to have to go buy something because, you, you know, this person or that person got it and everything. But I think, you know, it's, it's, it's the outdoing. But as far as educating our kids, I think one of the things, you know, that I've done with a lot of them and that is, is one of the things I use with them is about Nike, right? I always tell them this. And I did it uh, for this church probably like five years ago where I had a ran a little quick little seminar and I said, all right, check this. How many of y'all copped a pair of Jordans, right? Or how many of y'all copped a pair of LeBrons or, or the McGrady's or a pair of Kobe's, rest his soul, right? And it was like 10 kids, seven of them had on Nike, right? And how I taught it to them was saying, look, check this out. How much did y'all pay for them? $100, $120 for a pair of Nikes, right? So what if I told you own those shoes? Yeah, but once you are done with those shoes, what you got to do? You got to buy another pair, right? And then they're going to get you because they're going to get you on a restock when it come out, i.e. like we're seeing right now, like with that whole uh, Jordan thing, we all just try to cop whatever. I don't care who you are, especially if you're a sneakerhead. But what I broke down to them is saying, yeah, you own the shoe, but you don't own nothing, really. What ownership you're gonna, is you're gonna look good for that night that you put them on. You're gonna look fresh as hell though. Gonna... Right, right. But what I told him, I said, hey, what if you take that $120, right? <coughs> and at that time, I think Nike was running at about $59 a share. Hold up, Ike. And I don't I want I want to start hold up one second because G gotta bounce. But I do oh, have okay. a question for you, Ike. I know you gotta study tonight, but oh no, you good. Could you possibly hang out for an hour? Yeah, I can hang for a minute. Yeah. Because we're gonna get into the George Floyd and I wanna get G's thoughts on that before he roll out no, your mind. No, you don't. You don't you don't you don't no 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 yeah, you, don't. Let's go. I'm here. no no you don't want you don't want my thoughts on that. I do. Um Are you about to I'm roll out. Yeah, yeah, but I'm kind of intrigued what Ike was about to say. I was about to say, give me your number. I want to, I want to call him over the phone. So everybody, um, we, will, we will make sure yeah. Ike gives his con, get whatever contact information. Like, no, nah, we not hope we not keeping this knowledge for ourselves. We're going to share the wealth. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Make sure, make sure you pass that around. As far as the, um, what, what do you want to know? What, do you, what, what questions do you have for me about Mr. Floyd? <laughs> I mean, well, we, I, I believe everybody in the room, we all in agreement that it was murder. Like, there's no question about that. Oh, but no question. How do you? It's how definitely do you murder. About, the after effect would you been out there tearing up the wall like you know because it was only a couple days i'm used to seeing us riot when the verdict doesn't go our way but this one didn't even get a chance to even go through any sort of process i think i think i think um as a as a as the black community we're getting more and more upset um we're getting upset but there's no plan of action set forth for us to be uh dominant or to even um, voice our frustration. Just because you go in there and tell, tear up a fucking target, we saw that in Baltimore when they set the CVS on fire. You know, it doesn't really it doesn't really help us. It doesn't help us at all. Um, 
I think that the situation was very, very fucked up. Uh, and I and I just hate and I hate that it has to always be cops because I have friends that are, are um, you know, Baltimore County, Baltimore City police officers, and everybody's quick to say that all cops ain't bad cops. But when you have one fucked up cop, it makes the whole fucking brotherhood taste nasty. Um, you, I, there's no justification for anything that that officer did. There's nothing anybody can tell me to make it to, to make me feel better to to have me think it wasn't some racial shit. Um, we're losing as black people. We're losing all across the board. Um, I'm not. I don't want to march. I don't want to fucking hear Al Sharpton's bitch ass. Um, I don't want. I, I'm not doing that. Um, it's 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 just fucked up. We just gotta. We need a we need a, we need a fucking warrior. We need a. A Black Panther Party, uh, a knight in shining armor. We need Black Jesus to come back for for the you know a couple of days. Something has to be done. Um, but I, I I don't know. I have no real answer. Um, I just feel like it's fucked up. It does something to your soul as a black male. Um, I kind of feel like almost like I'm living in fear. Like I don't want to get pulled over. I don't want to have to be that guy. Um, and there's so many young guys out here that just don't give a fuck. They out here, uh, you know, and me and Rudy go back and forth. But what did he do? He must have did something. He had to have been high. He was being a nigga. Like, like, fuck that. I don't care what he was doing. He could have been pissing in the street. Uh, I don't, you, you don't step on a motherfucker. You don't knee a nigga in the neck. Like, that's, that, come on, really? That's, that's, that's crazy. It's, it's, it's like modern day lynching. Um, it's fucked up. Like I, I feel bad. I feel sorry. I have a, a five-year-old son that I that I brought into this world of, of just corruption and um, you know, as a black male of myself, for myself, I feel sorry for me. Uh, my heart goes out to you guys it, and girls and people of color. Um, it's it's just it's sad. It's fucking sad. And that's it. I mean, just sad. I gotta go. I love y'all. I'll listen to the show again. If y'all talk bad about me, Rudy, I'll call your phone with your punk ass. Right, good to see you, man. Um, I love y'all, and um, I'll talk to y'all later. All right, bro. All right. All right. All right. Adios. You are tuned into the Cooley and the Gang Show on Blockworks Radio. Radio. The professor thought he could leave, too. Everybody leave All right, so we are here. We, are, um, we have... Um, the regular gang, Mayberry's here, the professor's here, Mac is here, and we have our new, damn, I, I don't even know what to call y'all, new special uh, finance correspondent. Hey, I like Mike that, y'all. You, you already put my, my thoughts of how I said I'm gonna be on the Wall Street Journal in a, as, a, as a journalist on there, bro, so I like that. <laughs> I like that, okay. Ike, Will Ike is uh, definitely blessing us, and um, I called in a favor, and I know I'm gonna own one, and he's gonna cash <laughs> it in, I'm gonna make sure. Um, he was going to be joining us on Fridays between um at about seven o'clock to drop some financial oh. tips. What the hell? Uh, to drop some financial tips on us um for our show because, like I said, we want to bring something to the table. We don't just want to talk and laugh and joke with you. We want you to walk away for after this show and at least be thinking about something or you know putting some sort of new plan in effect. That's always what I've always envisioned and wanted for the show and to be able to promote um. 
if you know some local talent, I don't care if it's a singer, rapper, artist, a small business, let them know about the Cooley and the Gang show and they do have a platform here. Um, I do wanna ask everybody in the room to take one second to hit that share button and also make sure you like and follow the Cooley and the Gang page on Facebook and Instagram at CNTG show. You can find us both on, on both ways on Instagram and Facebook. All right, so back to the matter at hand. I, I stopped you in the middle of a thought <laughs> and I know I rambled on a little bit and it might've went away from you, but I want you to finish that thought if you can, before we go back into George Floyd. Yeah, no, no, basically what it was was just teaching the young, young fellas the, the, the power of investing. And I had told them about, hey, you spent $100, $120 on some shoes, right? But if at the time, I believe Nike was at like $60 a share. I said, what if I told you, I'm gonna take your 120, right? And then I'm invested in the stock market. And now you are part owner of Nike. So every time your homeboys go and buy some shoes and help increase and you, Nike's bottom line, you make money. Yes. And what if I told you, you've kept that for as long as you can, that $120 turns into $320. And I kid you not, the one, one or two little dudes was like, hold up, that's legal? <laughs> I was like, I was like, absolutely, welcome to America. So they said, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I give you 120 and let's say go to 320, I make $200. That right there told me a lot about our young black men. You see what I'm saying? And that's why when people talk about drug dealers and how they don't like them and all that, yo, if I can go on the corner and get all of them to join in my field, dog, we would take over Wall Street, dog. I'm telling you that. That's just my feeling. Because them dudes can do math like that. And lounge for doing exactly what you just said. So when everything kind of hit with um, Corona, Mm -hmm. out because I came from banking and investments too. I came from an investment firm. So right. working in the back end on the IT world, you kind of get that perspective and learning core trading, you know, how the stock market kind of works because I've learned some of that. So when Corona hit, I said, you know what, let me take, let me take a couple hundred because the stock market is the best time to buy when the market was low, but you got to know what you know is going to always be around. Right. Stuff that I know that I've been watching because I watched the stock market, stuff that I know that I've watched, I've seen it. And I was like, hmm, let me, let me buy three shares here. And it was stuff that is pretty high that is now like you said, like $40 a share. So right. I'm like, hey, let me put four here, put then they like, that's stupid. Why are you gonna do that? But even under even with Corona right now. I've actually made income off of the stuff that I've invested in during the time when we were, the market was at its lowest. Yeah, I've seen my money grow. So it is funny, again, how I got clowned. And it's only because it's a lack of, it's, it's a lack of ignorance. I mean, it's the ignorance. It's a lack, it's a lack, it's of, a lack of knowledge. Ignorance. Yeah, it's a lack of knowledge and a level of ignorance because again, we're not taught about that. We're not taught that. Right, so and that's I what got I do. About people. it, everybody looked at me like I was crazy, but you know, I got, got a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what I was telling the young fellows, and they was like, "So hold up, you make two hundred dollars, and you know us as black people, what's the catch? Mm -hmm. we're, we're, what's the catch?" And I said, "All right, here go the only catch, right? When you sell, you gotta pay me a commission because I gotta eat because I'm your broker, but then you also gotta pay the federal government. At that time, 
I think the tax rates were like 15%. They changed it and everything. And like I told them, hey, if you held it for a year and a day, you know, you'd be able to keep more of your money. You keep it for a year and less, you got to pay more taxes. And they were like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And one little dude, I will never forget what he said. He said, oh, yo, that's like paying the connect. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, you know what's crazy? That's what it is. I said, let me tell you something about the stock market and what people, the illusion that people put it on there. Yo, the stock market don't care if you white, black, green, Cherokee, Indian, or whatever. All they care about is that green that comes through. It's just the knowledge that if you know what you're doing with it, right? But what I told him, I said, yo, that's, 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 it's, it's a movie, and God, it was just on the tip of my tongue. A bullerin. At the beginning of the movie, he says one of my favorite lines. This is the white boy way of selling drugs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how I break it down to a lot of the young dudes too, when I was talking to him, I said, yo, all right, so you know about Nike, right? So you know how you got blue tops, red tops, yellow tops, white tops. People don't ask me how I know that, whatever. I'm from Baltimore City. But anyway, you know what I mean? You knew certain ones, your large, large cap stock. Those are your big boys. So that's the one that's selling as soon as you put it out on the block, right? Then you got your mid-cap company, the medium-sized company. Some people might know, but that's selling. The little fiends is on that. Hey, they'll take it. Then you got your small cap. I always like that, compare that to that Marlowe money. Like cats putting that product out there, putting a couple tests in it. If it hit, you make big money. And that's how I was breaking it down to you. When these little dudes told me what they knew and how they understood that and how, how I put it towards them knowing the stock market, they were like, yo, so we know the stock market. I'm like, yes, you know it. It's just in a different language. It's just like learning Spanish. It's just like learning French. Once you learn it, that's why they scared the shit of me. And I tell you that, and I say that every day because when I go to work, they always like, it's always, Isaiah, look like you got something to say. No, I'm good. No, go ahead. Okay. Time for me to shine. So, yeah, that, you know, the education, it's going to come because that's one of my goals. I've been out of community work for like four years. Well, not publicly, but one of my goals is actually to come back to give these young dudes something to actually where they can learn to make money because everybody want to do community work, right? But a lot of these young dudes need something. They need to eat. They need to learn something that can help them eat. And I feel as though this is a vehicle that can help. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time. So like I said, every Friday, 7 p.m., Ike will drop in, drop his financial jewels on us. And what you do with it is, is fucking on you. <laughs> so um, as I said, um, the meat and potatoes, I, I've, I've received text messages. I've um, gotten some Facebook messages. And I think some of you have threatened me like, I know you better be talking to my like, I'm, you know, we, we got you, you know, we're going to definitely, I know a lot of times we say we don't want to talk about what everybody else is talking about, but sometimes you can't, you can't look past something. And this was one of those things that um, we definitely couldn't look past. Um, my wife, she watched the video and um, I know she said, you know, she was damn near in tears. I personally refused to watch the video. The fucking picture was enough for me. I can look at a picture and tell like, oh, uh, that shit don't look right. And uh, the demeanor of, what's his name? Officer McCall, what was it? Derek. We call him Derek. His name is Mama named him Derek. We call him Derek. He, <laughs> we're not even going to refer to him as officer today. We're just going to call him Derek or that guy or that asshole. Um, your preference. But um, his whole stance and demeanor, if you, if you just look at the still shot, hands in your pocket, 
just looking right into the camera. And it, and it was also, it, it reminded me of how Tupac spit in the camera that time. Like, you know, that he, that like Tupac met that when he spit in that camera and the way he was looking at the camera and doing what he was doing, I felt it like it was a, a, a fuck you to anybody. So um, I will let uh, the professor, I'm going to start with you because <laughs> um, you, you tend to piss people <laughs> off the most. <laughs> <laughs> But well, we but I can gen, I can generally say we all agree. It was murder. Yeah, absolutely. He killed, he killed him. Absolutely. So, for me, um, like you said, I mean, I don't I don't think the whole idea about murder is debatable. I think that's a cut and dry conversation. Um, I'm gonna start from the conversation of what he's being charged with or what I saw that he was being charged with. It said third degree, <clears throat> third degree murder. So I wanted to look it up because I don't know, I don't know everything about everything. So when I looked it up and it said third degree is manslaughter. That's basically what he's being charged with. So on the surface, I was saying, ah, that seems a little strange. That don't sound quite right. But when you look at the definition of the other two charges, it does kind of fit in the parameters of manslaughter. So I think um, number uh, first degree is like premeditated. Uh, second degree is like um, heated a moment situation. You get involved and you kill somebody. So if you are saying that it's not neither one of those, then it would have to be uh, third degree murder, right? <clears throat> and that's just based off of on the surface, not getting too deep in it, just on the surface. That's what it looks like. All right. So that's the first part. My whole conversation really is about the actions that took place after the death, right? And about the destruction, again, with the rioting, um, and also about comments that were made by Donald Trump. I don't know whether he made it or not, if it's true or not, you know, I'm not gonna get into that. But what I will say is this, <clears throat> I've told you guys before, that for me, I'm all for well-placed aggression. I am not for child tantrums because that's all to me that riots are. It's a, it's a tantrum. It's something that adults do to, to, as an outlet for anger. And I think that we are better than that. I think that we can move a little bit better than that. I think that if we ever want something to change, we have to be strategic in how we do things and it has to make sense. It cannot just be a, okay, we're gonna do it like this way over here and then we're gonna do this over here and then after that's done, what's next? We're gonna do this? Okay, yeah, we're gonna tear that shit up too. Okay, what, what next? We're gonna go over here? Yeah, we're gonna go over here. Nah, plan it out, make it make sense. And what is your end game with the whole thing? The end game is what? To destroy the whole city? Then what? Then what? After you destroy the whole city, what do you think they're gonna say? We're gonna change the laws, we're gonna do something different? No, they're not. They're gonna keep doing the same exact thing that they did prior to this. And you know what's really crazy about this whole scenario? I was just looking at some dates and some times of things and seeing how stuff plays out. You know, our anger and, and our tantrums only last about seven days. Do you realize that after about a week, there is no more conversation about any of this shit? This is nothing new. This is all old stuff happening over and over again. And it's the same result. So somewhere, somebody has to say, this shit ain't working. Let's do something a little different because tearing up the store is probably not going to get their attention. 
taking an opportunity to steal because that's really what it is. You're stealing. You're going to take an opportunity to steal regardless of the reason and, and, and destroy everything around you. I'm not even going to say your stuff or your community because, you know, some people can argue we don't own anything in that community or whatever the case might be, but there are people who work in that community. The people need those jobs. The people need that business to be open. The people feed those families, feed their families off of those jobs being open and tearing up those businesses, shut them down for a period of time in which this person could not feed his family. I saw the video and I, I told you, Mike, where the young brother was holding the door that was broken at a, it looked like a target. And he was trying to close the door and he was telling them like, man, this is where I work at. He said, do y'all understand that? He said, I understand what's going on. He said, but do you understand this is how I feed my family? He said, don't disrespect me. He said, I, I, y'all came in here, y'all took stuff. I saw you take it. He said, what you think that white man gonna do when he look at the video and see I ain't do nothing? This man gonna lose his job. So where did that make sense? How did you uplift? How did you help anybody by tearing up shit and stealing? That's one part. The other part is, and I'm gonna make this, this really quick. The other part is about the Donald Trump thing, about him saying, calling people thugs and criminals. And I told you, Mike, I, I can't read it now because I'm, 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 uh, I'm in a car. But I'm going to tell you what I can remember that is said. It was something that was said uh, along the lines of the people that are looting and terrorizing their communities are criminals and thugs. Do y'all know who said it? Yeah, I know. Who? Good old Trumpy Trump. Oh, you mean who else? For him. Oh, shit, I don't know. President Obama, he said it when we had the rise here in Baltimore. Yeah, he did. And, and they made a quick blurb about it. It went under the board, it went under the bridge, and then we moved on. The same thing, regardless of how you feel about Trump, needs to happen the same exact way. Because here's the reality of it. Is. Here's the reality. You're either in a position to help and make change, or you're in the way. There is no in-between. So if you're in the way, you're gonna be categorized as something. Whether we agree with that something is or not doesn't even matter. The reality of it is people see things the way that they wanna see them and we have to decide where we stand on that line. Do we stand on the line of help or do we stand on the line of hurt? And if we're on the line of hurt, then we could be called a whole bunch of mother, a whole bunch of things. And it just doesn't, you know, I just, would, I just would wish, I just wish that we could do some things that makes sense and, and could ultimately bring, bring forth some change. Now. I saw uh, uh, this guy posted something about on July 7th. I don't know the significance about July 7th, but he got a thing about July 7th and not spending money in it. Uh, right, the blackout, the blackout day, right? I got a... I, yeah, I got emailed and all that. But here's my thing about that, right? Hold it up, sounds good. Do you want to take... We got a call. Y'all want to take this call real quick? Hold up, y'all, because I got to get ready to go ride real quick, man. You got to see all these people out here. Y'all wish I could turn this camera around, y'all. Right. But look, um, uh, so the blackout thing. The blackout thing would sound good, and, and, and it's not a bad idea, but here's the problem. The problem with the blackout is you can't get five black people to all raise their hand at the same time. What make you think you're going to get a whole, I, I don't even know what to say, a whole country of people of color to all stop spending money at the same time. Do you realize that <clears throat> there are things that people need on a daily basis that they have to have? And they may want to go to, <clears throat> they may want to go to somebody of color to actually get them to get it. But if the person of color is not available, 
or the person of color just doesn't do good business? Do you really think they're not going to go to Walmart? Do you really think they're not going to go to Target? They are. I'm going to tell you, they are. So again, well-placed aggression and things that make sense. Let's do things that make sense and stop just coming up with shit. You know, do something that, that that's realistic, man. Even if it's something small, something real small, just to test the waters. Okay, instead of saying a blackout, let's test the waters and let's just say, all right, on July 7th, nobody used their cell phone between the hours of 12 and one. Yeah, it's insignificant, but guess what you just did? You just showed people that we can all do things at one time. That's, that's, that's what that's about. It has nothing to do with nothing other than showing that we can all do something at the same time. But this right here, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work, man. And, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, and I don't want to discourage anybody from doing what they think is right, but it's not going to happen that way, man. You spend too much money on all different types of things. And everything is connected to another thing. So don't make yourself believe that just because you don't walk in a store, you haven't spent any money. You still got a cell phone, right? You still got internet, right? You still got BG&E, right? You still got water that you use, right? You ain't going to take a bath either? You're spending money. You're still spending money with the people. Ultimately, the people that matter, you will never see. The people that sign bills, the people that, that regulate things, you will never see these people. You're not going to stop anything by not spending money. I, I'm, I, can't, I can't stress that enough. It just, it just doesn't make sense, man. But yeah, I got to go, man. It's about 45 people out here. We're about to go ride around the city. Yeah, we're we going to talk about you taking bike rides and shit during show hours. But that, that's what we're talking about. You don't have to have a company meeting. But we do, we do have a caller on the line. Uh, caller, how you doing? Can you state your name? What's up, buddy? I'm Will. What's up, Will? That's my guy. Up, man? I just called in to support, baby. I don't know. You know, I, I like the conversation so far, man. So how are you feeling about the, the whole George Floyd incident? Uh, or the aftermath, either or. I'll, I'll let you choose. I mean, the professor was hitting some... Uh, I mean, he was definitely hitting some good uh, some good points. I mean, I had to agree with him on that. I think just overall, just in general, people, I mean, it's, it's jacked up either way you look at it. You know what I'm saying? But we do have to figure out how to move forward without emotion and actually have a plan or some sort of structure that makes sense because it only makes it worse when there's chaos and, and nothing happens with chaos. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I know we did um we did speak and um I don't know I I know Ike you were in the room last week, but we did talk about the fact that the we do not have a true or we talked about the fact that we don't have a true leader and then also the professor touched on the fact that why do we why are we the only race that feels we need someone to guide us in the right direction? Yeah. Uh, That's great. Wow. Yeah, we, we, we you asking you asking me? Uh, yeah, well, we got you on the phone before we let you go, brother. I mean, I I, I don't get to talk to you. Ah, uh, I mean, I think that um, I don't think we need a leader, but it does create better organization when you have like one voice to make the like. So if it's like okay, if it's a whole lot of people, you still need one person to to, to deliver the message of the greater population, so to speak, or or at least some type of uh type of structure or hierarchy that is a representation um the problem is is that we just don't get along like or there's so many different biases without practical application or a better understanding of okay 
Because the thing is, is before you can move forward, you have to have the ability to understand both sides to a certain degree. And, and I think that's kind of what the professor was touching on too. It's like, we're not going to like it, but you still have to understand whatever it is you're trying to achieve from both perspectives. Um, and I think that's a major part because we're so conditioned, especially in this net now, it's like, okay, he did something wrong, fire him. Or, okay, he ain't say it right, fire him. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, we, and, and then the other part of it is, is that, okay, how do we expect to get something changed if we just shut down because the person that's delivering the message, we don't want to go talk to them. Like, that's not even the real world. You know, like, so it's just like, if we want change, we have to be able to be in the room with people that we hate and, or that we don't like or may not see eye to eye. That's the only way you push. But to me, like, okay, yeah, Trump is there, right? Okay, whatever. He's still the president. So it's like, at the end of the day, does it make more sense for us to say, okay, nah, we not, as a culture, like, we can't get back time, right? So does it make more sense for us to just sit on the side and let's say wait out four years? but the probability of waiting out eight years, that makes no sense to me, whether we disagree or not. Like we still have to sort of either have one voice or push forth the efforts or, you know, some of the policies or legislation that we want to see, no matter who's there, because we can't get back time. I don't care if the person, let's just, let's just say Martin Luther King never went to the white house. Like where would we be? Like he ain't see eye to eye. You know what I mean? Like, to just throw your hands up, I just don't I, – I don't know if I can agree with that. We just have to have a, a better plan, you know. So it's just like, I don't know. Well, I appreciate you calling in, brother. Always, baby. Keep listening and hit that share button for me. All right, cool. Thanks. All right, later. Mike, mm. I see you stewing over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching you, Ike. I'm, I'm watching you and I, I pick up on – Yeah. Um it's something that 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 Rudy said, man. That 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 stuck out. That has been on my mind, and every time one of these situations happens, and he is absolutely right because it pissed me off when I was doing the 300. And as many know, when I was a part of the Baltimore riots, more or less, not as someone breaking shit, it was more or less a, of like, yo, we in the middle of the police. And the public, we got pictures of it, right? Our whole objective with 300 was to provide protection to the Black-owned businesses, one, and to both sides. Because what I can't remember, I remember distinctly telling people, listen, they want to shoot you if you come over there. Y'all got rocks and bottles. These dudes got an M16 <laughs> on their hips right now, M4s. Glock nines, everything waiting on y'all asses. And this ain't on no old IQ being a whore type of thing. No, this called, yo, ain't none of y'all got M4s or M16s that y'all can go back at that, right? That's one thing. But the point that Rudy made that is so true, and people might get mad at me for this, is that in seven days, 7.1 day, I'm going to get it. The timelines are going to be back to niggas and women ain't shit. Um, where we about to eat at? Oh, I'm getting fucked up, getting drunk. What I'm going to do? You know what I mean? 
Fudge, fellas, when the NBA is going to come back, I hope y'all hurry up and make a goddamn decision so we have something to look at because my girl's getting on my nerves. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? But everybody's going to go back to normal and everybody's going to forget. Period. It happened all the time. And that's what irked me up. And, 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 and then it's like, what happens after that? And like Rudy said, yo, y'all realize how much money came through Baltimore City that was apparently to build up Baltimore City, right? For Freddie Gray shit? Where the fuck that money at? Mm-hmm. Where's the money at? What, what, what grew in our communities from that money that was supposed to be, um, I forget the term that they called it, um, inner city economic development. I saw a new, only thing I've seen is new apartments on Schroeder Street, up the street from Lexington Terrace, where they want fucking $2,000 for. So I can look at the University of Maryland building. You kiss my ass. Mm. Mm. Period. You see what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, what y'all do? Y'all put up with some, the maximum company down there, which I know is going to clean up soon as outside open up because everybody want to be by the water and show their seafood or the crab lobster and all that, for all that money they took to build up that whole Harbor East. And my point with, and it had been on a couple of posts, and like I really said, like, having organized or whatever. While I'm, I'm, while I'm on the line with the whole destruction thing, my thing was this, and I said this at the riots for Baltimore. I said, yo, I don't know, why y'all doing this in y'all own hood? Take it down there. And people were like, what you mean? And even then, and some people ask me now, I say, if you don't understand my undertone of what I just told you, you're not educated enough to go out there and start some shit. Because point blank, yeah, we don't own shit to an extent. That's because it comes back to someone like myself, instead of taking this knowledge and saying, fuck y'all and go live in New York or Cali and live in my $5 million house, which you know I'm still gonna go do and, and leave y'all abandoned is to come back and say, yo, look, let me tell you how you can buy this whole fucking block if all your homeboys, and Jay-Z said it in his song, yo, take your home, the whole, all your money and buy the block, buy it. It can be done. Just like you take that money and put it, put that car in your grandmother's name. Well, take that money and put it in your girl name, buy that house and buy that block. But my point was, yo, Y'all breaking up everything in the hood. And my, the thing that pissed me off about that CVS and to, to Rudy Point about the Target dude, at North, North and Penn, right? In that neighborhood, especially going east, right? If you know Baltimore, you know what type of communities are there. Elderly. And all of them depended on that CVS to go there for their prescription. And people are like, okay, so they can go somewhere else. All right, yeah, I'm going to let y'all know I'm going to let loose now. How the fuck these people going to get around and go somewhere when they barely got enough money to catch a cab to go all the way down South Baltimore to go get some some more um, um, prescriptions, and the price of it is 10% or 20% higher, which don't sound like it's a lot, but it fucking is. You see what I'm saying? Hold so, up. Put, put, the, put, the, put the safety on real quick. We got <laughs> put the safety on. We got another caller. Mayberry, I know I'm going to let you get something in. Mac, I don't want you to pop the top. I know you got something to say, too. Let's take this other one more call. Caller, state your name, please. It's the mug. M-U-G. <laughs> How you doing, big cuz? Yo, I've been sitting here listening to your, your, your show, Cuzzo. Mm-hmm. 
and the points that have been made about the riots are absolutely positively right. These cats are these cats are on it, man. The thing is, is that the people want to hear it from certain people, and that's the sad part about it, because it's kind of like the whole mother father syndrome. You won't listen to your mom, your mother. You won't listen to your father say the same shit your homeboy just said. That's what the problem is. We got mad issues like that. We got we got a lot of leaders sitting on their hands. I told a buddy of mine a lot a little while ago. I said, "Yo, we need to watch our leaders." He was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I said, "Look at where the black people been for the last sixty years. Like seriously, we've been fighting racism literally since we've been free." Um, it was that segregation was ended in the 50s. All right, we went from sitting in the back of the bus, because I mean, back of the bus because we had to, to sitting in the back of the bus because we want to. And it's like every time we try to change, we take like five steps forward, we take 10 steps back. So for instance, we take hip-hop for the, the day's hip-hop. Hip-hop today is garbage. It's garbage. There's no, there's no substance to it. There's no fucking... There's no message to it, none of that. But the people need something to say to themselves while they're going through this whole thing. But it's none of that. Before we had we had our spirituals and all of that. We ain't got none of that now. All these leaders we got, not doing nothing but collecting money. We only see Sharpton when some bullshit go down. We don't see nothing from we hear nothing from him the whole year until something go down. Other than that, he's sitting at home doing his thing. Yo, the people get poorer and poorer every day. People get poorer every day. Even if they got a job, they still got they still got to worry about getting robbed out of the dudes on their block. Yo, we don't do nothing for ourselves. It's crazy. Like yo, we'll sit and hustle in front of a night in front of a nightclub for ten years. Don't think about buying it. Or get mad because we can't go in there and buy shit. Like yo, we we gotta wake up. We've been hustling on the same blocks for fucking 40, 50 years, yo, and like nobody's buying nothing. Everybody get mad because their parents got evicted. Nigga, you done made $300,000 on the block. Why haven't you bought a house? Why? Because the motherfucker you're getting the dope from ain't say shit. Yo, we got a, the biggest problem we got in the black community is we wait for another motherfucker to tell us to do some shit. And then the motherfuckers that's doing some shit, we hate on them. All the motherfuckers that actually know the game, we say, yo, don't listen to him. Fuck that nigga. He ain't even been here. Woo, 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 woo. What we doing? We sit around do nothing. And then when shit really get bad, we try to riot. And instead of fucking doing the shit we supposed to do, i.e. burn down the police department, fuck up city hall, shit like that. No, what we do, we fuck up the stores up the street where we can't go get a cheesesteak later. We fuck up the CVS so we can't go get our prescriptions. Like, yo, nobody's thinking in this situation. And all the people that are strategic, all the real strategic people like Colin Powell and all the generals that was in the, black generals that was in the army that know how to do this shit, or in the Marines, or in the military, whatever, or in the police department, they don't listen to none of them. And and I understand, and it's okay because they feel like, oh, they work for the establishment, so they not they work they still listen. No, once you once you black, you gonna always be black. There's no such there's no such thing as a black person becoming white. As far as melanin go, now as far as your your mentality, all right, I get that. But with your skin color, you black. Once you black, you black. That's just what it is. No matter how much money you got, no matter how much land you got. I tell people all the time, yo, we got elitists too. We got rich motherfuckers too. Like, seriously, we got billionaires, millionaires too. But they don't do shit for us. 
Like, look at it. Like, people don't realize you got to open your eyes for a couple seconds and say, yo, Jesse Jackson ain't did shit in 40 years, 30 years. <laughs> like, every March, did, like, seriously. So what we need to do is we need to educate ourselves, really, not that yo boy shit. You can't take the shit that your school give you. You got to take the shit that your school give you and expand on it. A lot of times we take what's face value, and we say, oh, the teacher ain't teaching us nothing. But no, they give you the, you got to say, all right, it's my brain. I got to feel it. I can't sit there and let nobody else feel it. I got to feel it because it's mine. That's just what it is. That's right. So as a people, as a people, we got to stop falling for the bullshit. For example, if a dude come on, if you, if two dudes can come home at the same time, one from college, one from one from jail, you can have parties for both of them the same day. The party for the dude that's a jet that just got out of jail is gonna be packed. But the motherfucker who got a degree, everybody like, yeah, shake his hand, don't give no money, nothing. But dude come home from jail, niggas throwing them cash, cars, all that shit. Who how who's gonna change their life? Nobody's gonna change their life if they come home from jail and they come in they come in good. They right. gotta rebuild nothing. Well, I appreciate you for but, calling. But you know, the people that are really doing some things, we shun them. We don't help them. We look at them crazy. We call them nerds. We do all kinds of bullshit. But they're the ones that really, really help us. That's why when they get to the top, they say, fuck that shit. That's why a lot of black dudes get married and marry white women. Why? Because a lot of the black women don't want them to work. All right, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, we're going to talk talk about that next week. Let me let you go, cousin. Let me, we got to. Cause I gotta get Mayberry and them to get in here. We about to get out of here in twenty My minutes. My bad, Mayberry. You know I love me some Mayberry too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But we appreciate your business. We appreciate love you for calling up. in. Love you, man. Y'all be safe. It. All right, peace. Wow. Now he can't say that now, and then you want to take him off the air now. No, huh? we we talk about that next week. I already knew it was about to happen. There, I was like, oh, we already got one <laughs> one fire over here. I can't. I ain't got no fire trucks to put over the fire over there. Like we got. <laughs> so uh, Mac and Mayberry, I know we haven't got to, we haven't got to t- touch on y'all. Um, um, I'll start with Mayberry and then we'll scroll up to Mac. Okay, Mac, go ahead. Mac, how, how you feeling, brother? No, in that whole situation, I blame the police department. And because if you look at most of these cases with these cops killing these black guys, it's a history. And they keep letting them get away, slap on the wrist, patting them on their ass, paid leave, and they feel invincible. They feel like ain't shit gonna happen to them. So they keep going out here doing the same shit. And I'm quite sure if you look at this, I've, I've heard a couple of things that this last dude was involved in, this cop. Um, one, it, he was a, a suspect in, in something else that happened with a black dude. It was a Hispanic dude um, situation where he was suing the city because of this cop. So they need to make sure they punish these uh, cops when they start doing shit. Because once the, you can see the pattern in it. You know, I mean, if they smack them on the ass and just give them paid leave, how they, would they think they're going to get better? They're going to feel like they can keep coming, going out there and doing the same shit. And this is the result of it. You know, and, and it's like, now everything is getting filmed. So this shit is coming to light now. So if, if I'm quite sure if cameras and phones and stuff was out back then, we'd see the same shit, but they're not getting punished for it. They're not being held responsible. Like I said, and they took an oath to protect and serve. So when they do shit like this, they should get worse time and they should get worse punishments than a regular citizen should get for doing the same shit. 
but I, I blame the department because you have to nip that shit in the bud when you see this pattern forming. That's just my opinion on it. Mayberry. So, I think it, it's uh, my view is it's, mul it's multiple variables to this situation. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm looking at it from a training perspective. If I'm looking at it and you got these new people that are coming in, you got to go through the polygraph, you got to go through the, the agility test, you got to do all of that. But then when it comes down to like training, how are y'all being trained to handle situations that you're not used to? And that's where I'm going to now go into my next one, where is you putting the wrong people in the wrong area. I don't want Billy, who grew up raising chickens in the farm up in the hood in Baltimore City, trying to deal with some, you know, a, a you know, nook nook that just, you know, mother on crack, daddy ain't never been around. He just don't know what the heck to say out his mouth, but he's not a threat to you to the point where you need to pull out your service weapon and shoot him. They got the wrong, they're not training um, to the capacity if you are going to put Billy in an area. And I'm not trying to be ignorant. I'm just using um, names to speak to the situation. You can't take somebody who is not used to that environment and put them in a place where they need to serve and protect. I need you to understand if Nook Nook's selling CDs out of his car, he's not a threat. I need you to understand if Pistol Starter over here just started running his mouth and saying, man, F these cops, does not mean that you need to sit here and put your, your, your knee on his neck. It's get the proper training to understand how to sit, handle certain situations and scenarios. But then I also, one thing is taking a step back. I know we look at mental illness and stuff like that from, hey, somebody that's just been in the military and things like that, and maybe they, they've seen some things, but officers see a lot of stuff too. You don't know what they're exposed to, but we have this also stigma that people don't get help. If you got a problem, maybe he did just have a bad situation with another young man who in heightened something, or maybe he just came home last night and saw his girl getting some, you know, some brain in the house. Sometimes they bring that stuff into work too, and I'm not justifying it, but I'm a type of person that I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at an entire picture. Are we actually getting these police officers the help that they need? Not, hey, just when they do something, let's penalize them, but let's also get them some help. Like maybe it wasn't a, a penalty that needed to be put in place, but what type of observations are we doing on our officers? Who's actually going back and looking at metrics and statistics to say, hey, these officers, we just count how many times they pull somebody over we just counting stuff to say that they're doing their job but are we looking at it and really saying hey this person is really not doing this good in this community maybe we need to put put him somewhere else that's kind of how i'm looking at it and me being you know a woman of color and raising even a black man in the community it's challenging it's hard i had to sit down and tell my son how he has to communicate how he has to respect authority. It's like not something that you wanna sit back and think that you have to have an in-depth conversation with your kid at 11 saying, hey, when you get pulled over, this is where your hand should be, turning your car off, you know, having a conversation, being respectful because you scared as a mother that your son might come home with a bullet in his head, you know, or you burying him or he's in jail because of a lack of training, because of officers being put in the wrong areas because people aren't really paying attention to maybe somebody's experiencing some psychological issues and they shouldn't even be carrying their service weapon right now. All right, we got another call on the line. Caller, how you doing? Can you state your name for us? Hey guys, 
Afton, you know you're about to earn the top fan title in a minute. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Afton, hi, uh, go ahead. I'm not gonna even gonna take your time. Go ahead. Let us know what's on your mind. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I heard multiple points. I heard some great points. I mean, honestly, this is a, is a, you know, this is a very thoughtful, intelligent conversation. I appreciate, I appreciate all the perspectives that I'm hearing, even if I don't necessarily agree. So I'll just say that off top. Um, but how I feel is essentially, you know, the black experience, it's like, it's like an exclusive club that, you know, we love being in, but people outside from the outside looking in don't want to be a part of it. And I think in order to be black and to be black in America, you have to have one or more coping mechanisms. And I felt like, you know, ultimately, you know, we, we're, we're very hard on ourselves. We're very hard on, you know, leadership. You know, everyone is trying to figure out how to solve this unreasonable problem. And everyone is, you know, critical of how people are acting under pressure. But please believe, you you know, you me, if anybody on this phone, if, if you know, one of you guys were gunned down by violence, I would be right there on the front line protesting to make sure, you know, that your life wasn't taken in vain. And so when we, you know, are so critical of people who are sick and tired of being sick and tired um, without any empathy or understanding of the plight, and when we're kind of ignoring the fact that, you know, like, like the gentleman has said before, we've been basically protesting since we've been, you know, emancipated. Um, and to that end, we, you know, we have achieved results here and there. But ultimately, we're still fighting for same, you know, basic human rights that we've been fighting for. So when somebody, you know, for seven days, that that's what we're going to say, is seven days that someone is focused on this critical issue, Black people are not in a financial situation where they're able to, you know, dedicate their lives to protesting or traveling the country to be, you know, on the front lines. I feel like people like Al Sharpton and, and Jesse Jackson have done that for us, whether it be through contributions of the community in order that for us for them to be a face like those people that's what they do professionally even if um if it is just al sharpton going on cnn every night to talk to these other you know ignorant ass correspondents who are basically talking about black people like a dog like oh well he had a bandana in his pocket oh but what about his you know what about this what about his background what about his family like these are the people that are the face of the community and it's a thankless job much in the same way that blank being a black woman is a thankless job he he also touched on the fact the last caller he started getting to the whole thing with white women. Um, George Floyd's fiance was a white woman. He hadn't even been hardly cold yet before she's already saying that she, you know, forgives the police officers and he would want them to forget the police officers. Like, hold, hold up. And I just want to say no one is going to fight for black men in the black community like the black woman. We have been here time and time again, day in and day out. And like I said, I will raise hell for anybody. And, any of y'all that, that something happens to you, I will raise hell for any of you on this phone. And you better believe that if something happens to my black son, I'm turning up your shit, they shit, and my shit too. Period. Okay. Thank, thank you kindly. We always appreciate you calling hey, in. Acton. Yes, me. You know the line is always open for you. All right. Thank you, guys. Have Don't forget one. to hit that share button. I sure will. All right. Thanks, Afton. Yeah, you know something that was something that May said that 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 about the training that struck my mind, and I actually remember remember reading it a while back, and I think I saw it recently. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing that in order to be a lawyer, you got to go through eight years of school, right? Mm-hmm. But on. a police officer got to take eight months. Come on, train. come so, on. What does that tell you about how things work? It's sort of like well, what I do. Like they want me to learn 
I admit, yo, I hate this shit. <laughs> I hate reading all this shit. But to, but to know the game of any game, you got to study the playbook. You see what I'm saying? And then know how to get it. That's why when I be seeing our sisters that's lawyers right now or going through law school, I be like, yo, if whoever the dude is that's with them, yo, you best pull her ass because you're you going to need her one day because she's going to learn the game. That's like with Nick and Marilyn Mosby, right? I'm like, yo, bro, I told him, I said, dog, if you ever got some shit, I'm pretty sure she can get you out of it. But, but back to that point, like, it's amazing that they don't go through that training. And like how you said, that's the per. It's funny that they also take one of the things that I heard that they, well, I know they do it in Baltimore City Police is if you live over West, they put you over East. Correct. Mm-hmm. You live up North, they put you down South. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it go, and it goes twofold because it's like officer friendly back in the day. Exactly. When we had officer friendly, yeah. officer friendly in my hood was Mr. Johnson. And we, we ain't caused no issue because we had respect for him. Yep. It wasn't until, um, and I put it, you know, I, I, I call it how it is because that's what we call off, Officer Pig in EA. He would come through and, you you know, you talking all this shit, telling us, get the fuck out the corner. Nigga, I'm going in here to go get a chicken breast, yo. Why are you bothering me? I'm just going to go there and get a chicken breast. Oh, you getting smart with me? Yo, I'm hungry. My grandmother just gave me a dollar. I've been bugging her for all day to give me this sitting, dollar. You could just be sitting outside because you're waiting for right. your food to get done. That's like my post I said today. It's like, yo, I remember getting slammed on the concrete because they talk about, well, why are you standing on this corner? Yo, I'm standing on this, on this corner because rough ends about to come through stands in the hood and I want to be first in line to give me a CD. And get my man, get my man to sign it, cause he comes from around the way. But yet you put me on the hood of the fucking car, cause I won't, cause it say no Laura. Who he get ready to come? But then that's all. That is one of them things where it's like, okay, I wasn't taught how to talk to police, but that's the shit you deal with. Right. Dealing with these people, trying to tell you how to do, it. and that's why, I, even though I worked with police doing three hundred, it was still like, <laughs> like. Like, yo, I'm going to look at you side-eye. Because it's like they did the news reporter dude today. <laughs> like, yo, they lie. how you get locked up on live TV by the police, yo? <laughs> That's the craziest shit I've seen. But, yeah, man, they just they need the more training and all that and everything and all that shit about, oh, we need to learn how to be respectful. Kiss my ass, man. Look at that shit that they did. All this shit with them opening up the cities, um, telling the cities and states to open up. And you had these big country white boys with a bandana do-rags with M16 with motherfucking four-time scopes on, on their guns all in their face and they ain't slam and do no shit like that. Get the fuck out of here. Because because if you could imagine all four, just us three walking down the street with an M16 with, with a scope on there with a beam. With, and don't don't add the beam on there. He did. What's going to happen? Bullet in our head. He did. Straight like that. You know, and it's, and it, and it's and it's fucked up, and, I, and, and, and you know, I'm going on and on because this is a topic where I hold back, but it's just like, that's like the leadership thing. We have Malcolm. Mm. We have Martin, mm. right? We had Marcus before them. Marcus Garvey. Right? Then you turn around, I guess you can count Jesse. You know what I mean? Mm. You, I guess. Oh then you had Al. And then everybody says Obama, but I love my dude, but he wasn't leading us. He was leading the country. But wasn't leading us, right? Look at that. But, like, but why we, we spin around like that. What is with the twirling? <laughs> but, 
But at the same time, we don't have a leader. And I guess black folks, we always look for somebody to lead because shit, we still like, we still strangers to this country. When you really look at it, 400 years, we still strangers. And visitors. Well, we got we got about six minutes left and the room has been yeah, the comments and I've been missing them, but we do appreciate the calls that called in and I'm going to try to um, hit a couple comments. Uh, Miss Nikki says, right, nobody is thinking about the jobs people have in the community in order to support their families. Um, Aaron Bailey came in. I'm sorry if I say your whole name, but you got to forgive me for that. Um, Aaron says, and I'm trying to, my wife Shannon is here, hopefully to try to help me with the comments, but she's been drinking and listen, I <laughs> Who nannying and whatnot? Who nannying? Right. I'm trying to get Aaron's comment, but it's You're blocked by. Okay, let me see. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, Miss Nikki also says, "Don't add into the problem. If you're not bringing a solution, burning stores and looting is not a solution." Mm-hmm. Which I think you know we all agree because come the riots pretty much started when. See, and this is what killed me about the riots. You didn't do your point, so go ahead. We, um, I'm sorry, there you go. This is what killed me about the riots. Like I said, generally, we at least wait to see, we wait to see what happens before the riot. The only time instant riots happen is when, when Malcolm was killed, when Martin was killed. That's, that's an instant reaction because it's, it's death. Someone was taken from us. Right. Uh, George Floyd was definitely taken from us, but we didn't, it seems like the process was not even allowed to unfold before um, the reaction came. There was a reaction because some man yesterday, he said that they had to, and I might be quoting all wrong and stuff, because I don't really watch the news, I just catch tidbits, but pretty much was saying like, there won't be kind of sort of like no charges because they kind of needed to investigate more into what was going on, blood work from Floyd. So that is what kind of triggered the people because they wanted him, the police officers arrested. Immediately. Um, but immediately. everything involves an event, but it had only been like a day and a that half. That was murder. I mean, it was. I mean, it, it we, was what it we was. Did that, if it, it definitely was, plan, was. We would have been locked up immediately for that. That was blatant murder. But that's what triggered the people. It just caught me off guard, the the, the quick reaction. Um, Aaron says, I'm sorry, I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is, and what is it that America has failed to hear? Question. It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. Worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society and more concerned and more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality equality and humanity and so in a real sense of nate of aaron went in i'm sorry he went in. and so in a real sense of nation summers of riots are caused by nation's winters of delay and as long as america postpones justice we stand in the position of having those reoccurrences i can't 
violence. of violence and riots over and over again. Social social justice progress are the absolute gar so guarantors of riot and of riot prevention. Jeez. What the fuck is he running for? God damn, Aaron. I see you, bro. <laughs> you know the Baltimore uh, Baltimore City elections is what? Monday or Tuesday, right? June the 2nd. Aaron, Aaron, you done fucked up. You done forgot to sign up. MLK. Yeah. That was MLK. But thank you, Aaron. Like, yeah, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, we got another. We got some more. Uh, Tiffany says she's a, she agreed when Will called. Um, Afton said, and black people killed him. We could have used that wisdom. Aaron had mentioned something about Malcolm X earlier. Yeah. So Afton was re uh, responding to the fact that I, did you did you watch that on Netflix? Who killed Malcolm X? Dog, I watched that man, and 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 I was already a, I'm already big on Malcolm, but it, it just made me like whoa, I, I knew something was funny, and yeah, yeah, that was good. Yes, definitely. Uh, Miss Nikki says, don't add into the problem. If you're bringing a solution, burning stores and looting is not a solution. Definitely. We've touched on that. Uh, NJ Rich, he says, we need to pick one of the many plans out there to follow. Voting locally to change local government and changing policy, economic development can give power to black people in a capital capitalist system. First, we have to pick something to unite around, whether it be being black or your faith or manhood or womanhood. Mike's computer a little slow. Yeah, we got I a lot going on. And I, I got a new laptop, y'all, is coming. So, you know, cool. Helping <laughs> off big time, baby. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, I mean. NJ Ritz said, we've been rioting in our own community since the 60s. I mean, and um, I think it was uh, somebody, I'm sorry, uh, somebody had a, Mayberry, was it you that had a good point? Like, somebody said, why don't you go tear it up City Hall? Who said that? Go tear City Hall up. Might have been. I think that was uh, your cousin. Yeah. Saddle. yeah, so, I mean, uh, it is 8 o'clock, uh, and we do we do have to roll out. But um, any, I, I want to get everybody to get final thoughts. Mayberry, ladies first. Ladies first. Your final thoughts for tonight. My Michael. That's my final thought. Put a nice little bow on it. I don't have anything. I don't have anything else to say. I've talked enough for tonight. <laughs> I just want to say one thing, Brandon. Bitch, I can read. Pardon my language, everybody in the room. I can read. <laughs> Talking about get me a hooked on phonics book. I can fucking read. <laughs> Goddamn screen was slow. Uh, Mac, yeah, any final thoughts? For you. Don't blame it on the screen. <laughs> Mac, any final thoughts? Yeah, these, these cops got to gotta start being held accountable, man. Like I said, they should start doing uh, psychiatric tests on these uh, cops before they hire them. Because... Um, like like Mayberry was saying, man, a lot of these people could have mental issues or like you said, can't deal with the stress that well. And we need to get Officer Friendly back into the hood. Like people that know the neighborhood, know the people, you know what I mean? Because it can, like back when Officer Friendly was around, he see you doing something that, you know, may be bad for a kid. He know that you, that you a good kid and that you don't mean no harm. He send you home to your mother, go talk to your parents or something like that. These cops, they'd just rather grab you up, throw you to the ground, not knowing who you are, knowing what you're about. And 
just not knowing the neighborhood and the community overall. So, I mean, I don't know, man, what to do. We just got to get better. Mm -hmm. Ike, um, your final thoughts and also let people know if they have any questions, like how to reach out to you. Okay. Um, you know, just my final thought is just, you know, keep the same energy in a week. Honestly, keep the same energy in a week, in a year, two years for the rest of your life. Um, you know what I mean? Because I know it's going to die down, but just keep that same energy. Keep your voice being heard. Um, and, you know, just, just stay up, man. Just stay up. Let's respect. Let's unite as black people. I know we keep saying that shit, but hey, you walk past a dude. Fellas, we walk past a dude. We see him. Don't mug him. What's up, homeboy? Hey, what's up, good brother? You know what I mean? You see a sister walk past, decide to comment on her ass, say, hey, how you doing, sister? And keep that shit moving. Stuff like that. That's the simple things we need with unity. Uh, on my financial end, yo, everybody got homework, man. Go home tonight, write down all of your expenses, even though y'all shaking your heads and probably don't want to do it because you're going to see what that support bill is. <laughs> and Mike going to come to your head when you look at that Amazon. Because I know, because I know so I know all of y'all that ordered from Amazon at least three, four times since this after this pandemic. And if you're lying to me, I want you to cash at me. <laughs> I live for Oh, yeah. to, to, to dollar sign, Mr. I called it for all of your mistakes that you have made giving to Amazon and taking to my charity. Um, I called it gives back to the kids. But um, yeah, just I want y'all to really just, you know, create, don't do a budget. Just sit down and write what you spend in a day or two. And you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And, you know, you might be able to cut past from there. Uh, as far as how to reach me, I'll be honest with y'all. I'm swamped with my regular clients. I really am, dog, because it's literally like I work from 9 o'clock to 8 o'clock for my regular job, and then I work, I study from like 10 to 1 myself, so I'm usually swamped, but if you got a question, you can just inbox me on my page, uh, Ike Carter. I'll be happy to ask them as best as I can. If it's complicated, get ready, get your cash app ready. Sorry. So that's just how I work. That's right. That's how I work, dog. If it's, if it's simple, I got you. If it's complicated, I got to get I got to get compensated for my time, brother, sister. Yeah. Well, I know you were not prepared to stick around tonight, but I definitely, again, I appreciate it. I'm with it, man. This is cool. And I hope you will be back next Friday. <laughs> I'll be back, dog. I'll be back. <laughs> Um, uh, everyone, I appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, please like, share. That is the only way that we'll be able to um, continue doing what we're doing and reach more people. Um, just continue to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Cooley and the Gang show. Um, like the page, share the page when we go live, like and share. Um, I definitely appreciate everybody that does it. Um, I don't have much, you know. Um, murder is murder. And like I said, you know, next week, a month from now, don't forget. Um, if you feel a coolie in the gang, if you feel that I'm slipping up and I'm not touching on things or keeping up with stuff, hold me accountable. Like, I'm not above that. Like, you know, hit my inbox. Um, be respectful, though, because I, I ain't found Jesus all the way yet. So just be respectful, <laughs> but slightly nudge me and remind me. So as always, let the challenges before, before you provoke the power within. It's coolie in the gang show. We see you next Friday, 630 to it looks no 6 p.m. to it looks like about eight now because. We back in business, baby. Cooling the gang. Peace. Peace. All right, God. Peace. All right. I'll talk to y'all later. All right.